We all know that social skills deficits are almost a hallmark of ASD and how these difficulties manifest differ from child to child and in a lot of ways depends on their level of functioning. It can also differ in every domain so we can't really assume that a child who has good skills in one area automatically has equal skills in all other developmental areas. And then of course over and above all of this there is the personality of the child and that's something you want to keep in mind before slotting everything he does or does not do to the condition itself or before expecting him to do something or everything that a neurotypical does including the mindset that boys will wear blue and girls will wear pink and boys don't do certain things like cry and girls cannot do mechanical things yeah absolutely so when you say social skills what comes to your mind saying hello when you see somebody maybe yeah smiling at them making eye contact when mm-hmm. you're talking to someone mm-hmm. responding to a question that is asked of you and asking questions of others yeah um what about being able to um have a conversation or what we call mingle with a group of people oh yeah that right? too yeah yeah or if you're a, if you're a child then you should be able to play with a group of kids mm-hmm. um these are components of social skills that we all you know come from the top of our heads when you ask what are social skills but is there more to it let's take a look at ourselves right normal within courts adults educated some of us working um socially aware for sure right do we do all of the things that we listed about saying hello when you see somebody smiling at them making eye contact responding to questions uh, having conversations and so on and so forth do we do all of those things at all times in our lives i mean the situation that comes to my mind is getting into an elevator mhm and there are people in it already maybe strangers maybe people who live in your building um whatever right what do you do when you get in and there are people already there in the lift do you smile at them do you make eye contact with them do you look away do you deliberately look at your phone or do you look down and you know try to look preoccupied look like you've been you're thinking about something um somebody or imagine you're you're walking somewhere and somebody that you don't particularly want to talk right now is approaching you what do you do then do you let them walk right into you do you try to walk away before they look at you or if they do catch up with you then do you look bored and distracted when they talk to you hoping that your minimal eye contact and your you know half hearted smiling will make them understand that you're not interested in the conversation and that they will kind of get away and leave you alone very soon right yep What if you're sitting in the waiting area and let's say you're watching a YouTube video with your headphones on and a person you know fairly well walks past you do you pause and acknowledge them 
or do you continue smiling to yourself because you're watching something funny yeah i mean this is a situation really i think we have encountered very very often in our workplaces and do often wonder hey i know this person why isn't she or she smiling at me right, right? yeah um so clearly um social skills are not just about knowing what to do but it's also about having discretion and taking it account the context of the situation another way to look at it is that we as neurotypical individuals and adults are making voluntary decisions to behave the way we are uh, in uh, you know context that we just discussed like seeing somebody on the road or sitting in a waiting area while a child with autism will do as he is told to do irrespective of the context Right. That's the only difference that I see. Yet another way to look at this is that we <laughs> actually knowingly make the decision to do or not to do certain things in a situation, while children with autism genuinely do not know what to do in that situation. So it's not as if they're being stubborn or wanton about certain things; they just don't know. Right. And. it is so common for us to fume about how somebody ignored us did not smile at us deliberately walked away when they saw us or looked through us as we like to say yeah. or did not respond on email or a message no manners at all and so on and so forth and this anger comes from the fact that we believe that the other person behaved that way deliberately and not because he did not know yeah he knew but made a choice to not respond or to behave the way he did that's the only difference that i see between us neurotypicals and um individuals with autism yeah that's true and i think that also makes social skills for uh people with asd a very tricky area it is to work on um simply because we don't think of it in a broader perspective let's take the example of greeting someone How do you teach a child with ASD the discretion of when he needs to greet someone and when he doesn't? Yeah. So at this point, um, let's bring in some clarity. We talk of social rules, right? You must acknowledge when somebody, you must respond when somebody says good morning. You must respond when somebody wishes you. Um, when you see somebody, you must say good morning and and so on and so forth. Now, um, these are social rules, and then we spoke about how. we as adults or neurotypical children actually make choices about whom they want to greet when they want to greet when they want to respond when they choose not to respond and so on so there is also the social unsaid component of many rules and we'll we'll demonstrate this difference to make it clear why we need to think uh, deeper about uh, how to teach children with autism social skills so we encountered the situation when one of our learners uh with autism uh, had been taught that she must greet everybody she sees for the first time that day make sure that they have heard her and seen her and have acknowledged her greeting so the poor girl would actually make sure she ran and said hello to everybody in the hallway and would pursue them till they responded back and the other children who she greeted being neurotypical like you and me often made a choice whether to respond to her or not depending on how they felt about her that day uh, life in general that day <laughs> or where they were running to or how upset they were or how happy they were or how rushed they were and so on 
and this child did not see the difference she did what she had been taught to do mm-hmm. right um likewise we had taught this bright little young boy that if someone fell or hurt themselves in front of him he must ask them if they were okay it's a good rule right if we see someone fall this is pretty much what we would do but what else would we do maybe help them get up yeah at least would say oh can i help you get up are you hurt yeah can you walk um so but that is not something anybody teaches us mhm so we kind of we did not teach him that bit either because we assumed that he would know it not realizing that here is a child with autism and he may not do it unless he has been specifically taught to do so right so again this this component is the unsaid social rule so it is very reasonable to offer to help a person stand up if the person is has fallen on the floor so this little boy was walking by one day when a therapist tripped and fell and he remembered the social rule and asked her are you okay we had because we had taught him to do that and then walked away to you know to whatever he was going to to finish whatever task he was going to finish as far as he had con- he was concerned he had done what he had been taught to he did not offer to help the therapist get up or ask her if she was hurt neither did he wait for a response from her if she was okay so clearly we had not taught him the unsaid components of the social rule so he did what we had taught him to and did not do anything more so we survive on the unsaid social rules the other component that enable us to exercise discretion so unlike the girl with asd who waited for a response from everybody or the little boy who just verbalized the phrase are you okay because he had been taught to do so and he had not understood the concept of actually waiting to see if that person was all right so another common situation that presents uh, that parents face is that of children wanting to sit on their laps that's fairly common right true all children do all toddlers do this the challenge with the child with autism is that the parents often report that the child may insist on sitting on their laps or even on visitors laps even when the child is as old as 9 mm-hmm. so while it's okay for toddlers to be seated on laps unlike typically developing kids children with autism sometimes do not automatically learn that they're too old for it yeah. grown up for it and they definitely cannot sit on people who are not immediate family members very true right but they just just don't exercise the unsaid social rule component um whereas a typically developing child would figure out after age 5 or 6 that it's inappropriate to go and sit on somebody else's lap while it may still be okay to do it with his parents if they are okay with it so um this extends to areas like socially appropriate distance that you need to keep when you're talking to another person how close can you go to someone uh if he or she is your best buddy uh, who's uh, shoulder can you put your arm around mm-hmm. um who can give you a hug and who can hug you back who do you need to wish good morning in a very formal way and who can you just say hi to that's right um what you can talk about loudly or what you need to talk about discreetly or even what you absolutely cannot verbalize but can only think about 
what is a secret mean and what do we mean when we say don't tell anybody <laughs> don't tell anybody we hear this all the time right a best friend comes and tells you know what i have this gossip but don't tell anybody and what does that translate in our head i will go and tell my best buddy and tell that person remember this is a secret don't tell anybody <laughs> but if you said that to a child with autism he might actually follow the rule of don't tell anybody because it's part of the rule yeah he can be a best secret keeper <laughs> <laughs> right yeah so another example that we've come across um a neurotypical child let's say by 4 or 5 understands that it's not acceptable for him to be seen by people other than his immediate family members when he is partly dressed or he's naked but take a child with ASD who is not taught that he must change behind closed doors as a rule he grows up to being a person who doesn't understand who can and cannot see him partly dressed or even naked yeah so true to to sum it up we'd like to reiterate that social skills remains a gray area and it is a lot more than just greeting conversations and favors true yeah right it is the unsaid social rules which make the taught social rules useful and effective the unsaid rule is actually the social understanding of the rule right and that is lacking in a lot of children with autism as we saw in the earlier example so when when we just teach them a social rule like you must always say hello to somebody you must look at them and say it or uh, when somebody asks you a question you must respond or when somebody is uh, is hurt you must ask them are you okay it means you have taught him a social rule but we need to remember that without the added component of understanding it's always just going to remain a social rule something that the child will do or say because he's been taught to do or say without an understanding of the concept yeah that's true so with that we wrap up today's episode of autism everyday reach out to us at wechallengeautism@gmail.com with your feedback your questions and your thoughts you can always dm us at wechallengeautism on instagram and facebook thank you for tuning into our podcast stay safe and see you next time